Hi, welcome to my podcast. This is Landon Spann, and uh, this is episode one. Just a quick rundown of what we're going to kind of talk about today is I'm going to give a little bit of introduction of this podcast, this new channel. I do have another channel. If you're interested, I'll put the link below. But it's more for teaching piano and sound and tech, and I'll get more into that later. But we're going to do a little introduction, a little bit of my background, and then I'm going to end with a, a word, a little word for someone out there, um, maybe that this will help you or encourage you. So let's get right into it. So first of all, an introduction of what this podcast is going to be. Um, I'm not going to be doing it by myself every time. Um, I might not be sitting in this location, which is my kitchen every time. Um, you know, I, my wife is going to jump on some, a few of my friends are, and we're going to talk about ministry, uh, what it means to be involved in ministry, what's the reality and the realness of serving in ministry from all, every different kind of ministry and from different perspectives. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, um, we're going to talk about the word. We're going to get into the word some. I'm going to share some, some um, things from experience, but also just, you know, things that I feel like God has placed in my spirit to share. Um, and then we're just going to have some real talk on here, um, just real talk as being Christians um, from day to day and family and, and life and, um, you know, living our lives and how we live it and yet still be involved in ministry and do what we do. Um, so just a little bit about me. Um, I, you know, have grown up, so to speak, or raised in church my whole life. My parents, my dad was a music minister growing up, so I was around music all the time. I was at the church all the time, you know. It was my second home. I was there, and I loved it, you know. My dad never pushed music or ministry or anything like that on my brother and I, but we were just around it so much that it just came natural to us. We just loved getting involved and serving and, and be involved in music was the first place really got involved in that nature. But I grew up with that. My, I mean, and it was like, you know, kind of the old school setup where my mom was the choir director and my dad was the uh, beast of a piano player and a singer and they directed the choir and, and the musicians. And, and it was awesome. It was awesome growing up that way. Um, and uh, around um, nine years old, eight or nine years old, I started to play the drums. And I played, I think, my first time in service. I was about nine years old. My brother was seven, and he sang a, a song. My dad played keys, and I played ba uh, drums. And consequently, at that time, at nine years old, I also received a dream. And I won't go into detail right now maybe later, uh, but I had a dream about being called to preach. And I kind of just, you know, I was wowed by it, and I told my parents about it at the time, but I, to be honest, didn't really take it serious. I was nine, you know. Um, but as that was also when I was getting into music, and my dad was teaching me a little bit of piano here and there, and I was playing drums, and I hit 15. And when I hit 15, my dad needed a bass player. So guess what? I say, hey, Dad, if you buy me a bass, a book on how to learn the bass, I'll learn how to play the bass. So I, I learned how to play the bass and begin to play the bass. At the same time, it's crazy how God works, right? At the same time, I was learning to play the bass and, and moving into that next 
juncture of music, I was at this youth conference uh, for consequently Bible quizzers, and there was a message preached, a sermon preached about calling. And I remember that I, I don't know, I remember who preached, but I don't know the message, sermon, I don't remember the verses, I don't remember really anything about that. That night, the songs that were sung, I don't remember anything. Other than the fact that I remember distinctly going to the altar call after service with a smile on my face, huge smile, like literally like this, going to the altar and I knelt at the steps and I said, God, I know exactly what you want me to do. You want me to be a music minister like my dad. You want me to serve in music ministry like my father. You have blessed me with the ability to play instruments. That's exactly. And before I could finish my statement, God brought that dream back up of when I was nine. And in that dream, it was like I was reliving it all again right there. And I began to to weep and to cry. And I, I began to talk with God and say, God, if you really want me to preach, if you really want me to, to preach the word, then I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And, and, and I accepted the call at 15 to, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I never wanted to be a preacher. I never felt like I had the talent or the ability. I never felt like it was natural to me. I never felt like that was who I was meant to be naturally. But God has a sense of humor, and he called me. It's not something I wanted to be. It's what he called me to be. And over the past, you know, 15 plus years now, uh, God's developed and worked in me um, since then. Um, so I have, from then, I have been involved in music. I played keys, bass, drums in multiple facets in, uh, in church and in worship groups and events. Um, traveled a little bit uh, in the process. But I went on uh, to marry my, my, my beautiful wife in 2010, and we... Uh, became student pastors. I was a student pastor. For, I was involved in, in youth work for several years prior to that. I was on a youth staff, assistant, and then eventually I became the student pastor myself with my wife. And uh, for about three and a half years, we were student pastors before we transitioned out to a, uh, a daughter work of the church we, are, we were at. Um, that is it, not far from where we live, and we became the worship pastors there. We're over the music there. We've been there for, it'll be 10 years in August that we've been there. We've helped with youth. We've, uh, you know, taught Sunday school. We've taught, um, you know, small groups. Um, I've taught and preached on Wednesdays and Sundays, but we are also over the music, and for the past 10 years, that's what I've been um, doing and serving in the kingdom of God, and I love it. I love it. I really do. Um, it's kind of the best of both worlds right now. Um, I do eventually believe that God will you know, probably take me in a different direction, more focused on preaching, um, but for now, uh, he has placed us in a, a position of worship pastor where I get to preach a little bit and do music at the same time. Um, but that's just a little bit about me and we're gonna and I'm gonna have my wife on here some who is just an amazing person, great singer, great story in her life. Um, she's a teacher uh, 
she's just she's amazing and she's going to offer a perspective of what it's like to to raise our daughter who is three and amazing and spunky and crazy and awesome who loves to sing and play the drums already um that you know what it's like to be in ministry to be a wife a mother and to sing and to lead worship she's our, our one of our worship leaders and and be what it's like in ministry and doing all of that in life as well. Um, I'm going to have a friend of mine who is our drummer at our church, but he's also over discipleship. Another pastor friend of mine uh, I've already talked about coming on some to discuss. Um, and so we're, we're going to have a variety of ranges and experiences on here to discuss ministry and, and life serving God. Um, so leave in the comments below if you want some things discussed or you have some questions about ministry and life and and what you would like us to talk about um, we would love to approach that um, but I'm gonna wrap this video up here with a, a word okay just a small word and I'd like to take you to 1st Samuel 16 13 I'm not gonna preach but I just want to share a thought that God placed in my heart last night matter of fact it says this then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother now him is David David was out by the sheep. He was a young man. He was just tending the sheep. Samuel, the prophet of Samuel, had came to his father's house, Jesse, to anoint the next king of Israel. And Jesse brought all of his sons but David in front of the prophet. And one by one, the prophet, under the unction of God, said, None of these are the one. Do you have any more sons? And David says, Just the youngest out with the sheep. David wasn't even... He isn't even thought of by his father as a candidate for king. Think about that for a second. His father didn't bother to go ahead and get him from the beginning. It took the man of God saying, none of these are it. Is there any more? But yet they brought him in and Samuel took, takes the horn of oil as I begin to read in 1 Samuel 16, 13. And anointed him in the midst of his brethren and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forth. And, and David was anointed king. He was a young man, and he was just a shepherd. And what I want to simply ask you a question and talk about for just a minute is, where are you? If God has called you to serve in his kingdom, if he's called you to ministry, if he's called you to be a witness, a teacher, a preacher, a singer, a musician, a greeter, an usher, whatever it might be, he's called you to teach a Bible study, maybe he's called you to talk to somebody in your neighborhood or your family or at your job or even your school, where are you? Where are you at in that process? Have you begun the journey? Have you started? Where are you? You know, many times when you read the scriptures, almost every time when God calls somebody, he prepares them. And there's a process of preparation. And there's a process of being ready. And there's a process of going through things in order to find that end result. And when you look back at the success and the victory, you see there was a preparation process. So where are you? Are you really ready for that calling? Are you really ready to move out? Here's some interesting things. You see, David was anointed king, but he first had to learn to defend his father's sheep from a lion and a bear. And because of that, he was able to defend the army of God from a giant named Goliath. And he used his past and prior experience to convince King Saul to let him fight. He would serve under the King Saul as his armor bearer and as his personal musician who would drive away an evil spirit that God himself sent. 
He had to become a warrior, a fugitive, almost a rebel in some eyes. He had to lose everything at Ziglag and find himself on his knees praying and after encouraging himself in the Lord and God says, go, you will regain it all. And he went and fought and he regained everything that he lost at Ziglag. He did all of that before he ever became a king. It was almost 15 years after being anointed that he became king. There was a lot of preparation, a lot of process in there. So that's why I want to ask you, where where are you with that? Where are you? Are you in that process? Have you begin to make some steps to start the process? Sometimes we wait on God to start the process when he's waiting on us. You know, are you prepping your reality? Are you prepping mentally to begin? Are you praying? If so, how often and how intense? Notice I didn't say how long. You can say a lot of things over and over for an hour, but it gets nowhere. So how often do you pray and how intense is that prayer? Do you read and study and meditate and even think about the word of God? And if so, how often do you do that? Do you fast? I know this is going to get some people, but do you fast often? Do you fast food and and maybe even entertainment and or at the same time or in its place sometimes? Is our time and money all being used in other things but the kingdom of God? What are we wrapping our time and money, especially time? You know, I've talked to people and they say, I just don't have time to do this or this and that. But I bet if we pushed away some of our entertainment and time on scrolling on social media and YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all of these things, we'd find a lot more time. And sometimes we need to push that back and focus more on our relationship with God first so that that begins to prepare us for the process. And then the process of preparation prepares us for the calling. You see, ministry is not a substitute for relationship. You have to have a relationship with God and still be involved in ministry. It's not a substitute. You still need those daily things of reading and praying and, and often weekly even maybe fasting and, and, and shoring up time to spend and devote with God and, and the time you need to prepare for your ministry and your calling. And again, we can easily be waiting on God to start or finish our calling. When in reality, God is looking at us. He's telling and waiting on us to maybe build a relationship with him or finish the stage of preparation, that process, so that we can begin or finish what he's called us to do. And we can easily find ourselves wanting to see the victories and successes without wanting to put the time of preparation in for them. You know, athletes don't, win championships by accident especially the leaders and the most talented and gifted on the team they have to put lots of time effort and work into it and as christians it's no different in ministry it's no different in callings it's no different we have to prepare we have to put time in it's it's not going to just naturally and even supernaturally always be easy let me get back to david for a minute and then we'll wrap this up you see david if he wasn't a shepherd, he wouldn't have fought the lion and bear. If he wasn't that lowly position, he wouldn't have had that experience. 
if he didn't have that experience again, he wouldn't have had the the boldness and courage maybe even to fight Goliath, yet the ability to convince the king that he was the man. And if he didn't serve the king, if he didn't become a warrior, if he didn't lose everything and then regain it again, then when he came became king and when he started having success, matter of fact, when he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back that had been lost long ago, when he was bringing that back into the city, would that same King David, if he didn't have all those experiences, would that same king humbly have traded his kingly robe for the linen of ephod that the priest wore and danced with all his might and worshipped God before the ark? Would he have done that? Would he have celebrated the presence of God coming back in the city like that? Or would he have been maybe like his... His wife, who was embarrassed and, and and ridiculed him because of what he did. If he wasn't a shepherd, think about this for a second. If he wasn't a shepherd, then maybe he would have never loved sheep. And if he never loved sheep, then when the prophet of Nathan came to him after he had committed adultery and murder, then would he have listened how would he have reacted even to when Nathan said there was a rich man who stole a poor man's lamb and this lamb was his only lamb. It lived with him. It was like a daughter unto him. It was a pet. It was like a part of his family, but this rich man stole it only to serve it. This rich man had many, many sheep, but he stole this poor man's only lamb, his family, his pet, like a daughter unto him. He stole it to serve it to just a wayfaring stranger of the night. Now David was angry and upset. David was mad because he had a love for the lamb. And that's when Nathan the prophet points his finger at David and says, Thou art the man, David. You're the one. Because he had committed adultery and murder. But what would his response have been if he never loved the lamb, if he never was a shepherd and fell in love with the sheep? But because he did, he immediately went into a time of repentance and asking God to forgive him and wrote some of the most amazing words in Psalms, creating a clean heart in me, the Lord, renew a right spirit. He, he wrote many things of forgiveness and repentance because he loved the lamb. You see, simply put, God may be preparing you now so that you know how to deal with all of your successes, but also how to survive all your failures. Ministry and serving God's not always easy, and we don't always have it figured out, and we don't we're not perfect for human beings. But we need to go through the preparation process so that we know how to react when those successes and failures come. So I simply put, where are you? I hope God blesses you. Thank you for watching.